welcome in to the BHNX Suns post-game show brought to you as always by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a five-star review. We are hanging out in the dive bar tonight because the Phoenix Suns fell to the LA Clippers 109-113, but they almost came back. They, they almost came back. They had 31 points in the first half. <laughs> 31. The second half was insane. They scored nine points in the second quarter. Nine, you guys. <laughs> they were down, what, 39 points? Yes. That's, many, one point? that's as many points as Alfred Payton has scored all in all of 2022. And they closed the gap to four. It was four. Like... <laughs> Who would have thought? Ish Wainwright went nuts. The Aaron Holiday, when he finally got his ass un, unstapled to the bench, yeah. went nuts. Oh my gosh. This team continually surprises, right? I'll tell you what. I'm done with Alfred Payton. I've been done with Alfred Payton. I don't understand why Aaron Holiday didn't get more love from Monty. I really don't. And if tonight doesn't show you that my guy should be playing so much more than he is. Um, it's Well, let me say this. So much more than Alfred Payton, then I, I don't know what to say. Amani's got this weird thing of holding on, like holding on to guys that, that he brings in for whatever reason. D- did it last year with your boy? My yeah, boy? We, we, <laughs> with the Walmart Devin Booker? Yeah, 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 Not I my there, boy. You know, but... Good God, what has Alfred Payton got on money to keep getting these minutes for no reason? None. <laughs> Lindsay. Lindsay's none. not participating in this. <laughs> if you're not giving Alfred his flowers, she's not doing it. So are we supposed to give Payton flowers tonight? I didn't say that at oh, all. Okay. I was like, what? I agree <laughs> that Aaron Holiday should have gotten more minutes than Alfred Payton. I agree, 100%. And I don't understand. At first, I understood earlier on, right, when we were when Alfred first got the nod from, from over Aaron, a handful of games back. I understood, okay, maybe this is one final check-in with Alfred. Like, are we taking Alfred into the playoffs with us? Are we taking Ish Wainwright into the playoffs with us? What's What's our plan? I don't understand it at this point. Well, after tonight, and I understand this is recency bias, Ish Wainwright should be on the playoff roster, not Alfred Payton. Ish Wainwright could have a moment like that where if you have to bring him in because of foul trouble, injury, whatever the case may be, he can go out there and maybe have 12 points in a 10-minute stretch and change things. Alfred Payton isn't going to do that for you. It's very obvious that he's not going to do that for you. So, you know, overall, I, I don't understand the obsession with Alfred Payton. I, I just, I don't. And my guess is we may be done with it after tonight. Well, I feel like if we had, if Monty had subbed Aaron Holiday in earlier, yes. we actually may have won this game. We would have been down by 30, not 39. Right. So Aaron Holiday finished tonight's game with 16 points, seven assists, and six rebounds in 18 minutes. Alfred Payton had 12 minutes and he had two points, one assist, and two rebounds. Oh. He was one of seven. 
And it's it's not even the shooting part. I feel like it's the playmaking part yeah. that is the biggest thing because Alfred 100%. plays good defense when he's out there. But the playmaking is so important, especially with the guys who were on the court tonight because they can't playmake for themselves the way that some of the starters can. But, the, but the, you would think that that would be the difference as to why he's playing more than Aaron Holiday. But Aaron Holiday plays just as good defense as Alfred Payton does. And he's a better offensive player all the way around. So I just don't understand what is going on. It has to be something that we just don't know because the visual test, the eye test does not match up to what we're seeing. And it hasn't matched up since day one. Ever since Aaron Holiday got here, you could tell he's significantly better than Alfred Payton. But for whatever reason, there are skeletons out there that we don't know that keep getting Alfred Payton minutes and it's unbelievable. I hope it ends soon because I don't want to see Alfred Payton in a Suns uniform anymore. I'm just done with it. Look, I know plus minus isn't the end all be all, right? But, but Alfred Payton was a minus three tonight. Aaron Holiday was a plus 30. <laughs> Ish helped with that, though. Well, sure, yeah. but Aaron helped himself, too, yes. with that. Aaron almost had a triple-double in 18 minutes. Like, yeah. what? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was. It, yes, Ish did help that, but Aaron was a big part of that. This is not like he had two points and nothing else, like Alfred, and had a plus thirty. I mean, the, the eye test isn't the only thing that's suggesting what we're see, what we saw tonight. Yeah. I mean that that the the advanced metrics look like it too. This is not just one thing. Also, shout out to the Suns for just. Or at least that last group of five for actually making this a a, a respectable game. And I, I I'm not gonna lie, I had a little bit of fun down the stretch. I was like, man, are these dudes about to come back like in epic fashion? Like <laughs> it we, would have been was, really, awesome. really close. There was a couple a couple shots if the Clippers would have missed, I uh, could have turned the tide. And so it was fun. I'm glad they didn't get blown out like they did in Memphis and in OKC. It was a little bit of a different turn, uh, but that's also because they played two guys that didn't play in those two games: Ish Wainwright and Aaron Holiday. Play those dudes. And if a Yeah, I mean if a I was impressed with his defense too. Yeah. I mean he didn't have the greatest offensive night, but he had five assists. You know, he had a couple steals in there as well. It was it was just the energy. It was infectious what those third string guys actually did yeah. tonight. They came out and played like guys that wanted to prove they deserve to be in the league and deserve some minutes. And that's what you want. Out of that group, they showed life. They played hard, and uh, and they almost pulled a Clippers against the Clippers. I mean, yeah. this this LA team's been known for coming back from down thirty plus, and the Suns almost did it to them with their C team on the court. It was really funny. I saw somebody on Twitter say, because um, in the earlier in the first half, probably in the second quarter, we were just kind of poking fun at ourselves on Twitter, and someone was like. Uh, don't worry, just wait for the last five minutes of the game. <laughs> like fourth quarter Suns will show up basically. And then I was like, okay, but they low-key kind of did, just maybe not how we expected it or who we expected. Yeah. But that like, it was kind of funny to see. Like Saul always says, when you have Ish Wayne right near That's, it. That's it. You're always in there. That's it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, that was I'm impressed that they didn't give up. I do, I will say that. The first half of this game was atotrocious. Like I did I, I was like I was like it. I'm not like guys, we can't. We you can't keep doing this. You should have heard the post game rundown for what our show was going to be. 
<laughs> before all that stuff happened in the second half. It basically was like, hey, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> um, but I am glad that they were able to regroup, figure some things out, find some energy, and actually get themselves back into this game. Yeah. That is impressive to me. You know, Brittany Price said, also Cam J being 3 of 13 is still a little concerning. I'm going to say this, Brittany. Aaron Holiday makes a, a, a huge difference because he frees up everybody else because he's also a scoring threat on the offensive side of the ball. He'll take it aggressively to the basket. Uh, Alfred Payton cannot create shots for other people, so it's easy to play up on those guys. And Cam Johnson was struggling a little bit because he's he's still trying to get into his flow and when you're playing with guys like Chris Paul and Devin Booker, your shots come a little easier than they normally do. Um, I I firmly believe Cam will snap out of this little bit of a funk um, before we get to the playoffs. It is a little concerning, but I'm not too concerned. I'm going to call it. He's going to shoot 40% from three in the playoffs. I'm not worried about Cam Johnson. Uh, you know, Of course, it takes a little bit of time for him to uh, – you know, for him to get in a groove after being injured, but give it, give me that. He's going to shoot 40% from three in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I don't think, I think it's just a matter of time. Yeah. It's just a matter of time. How long that takes, hopefully sooner than later for him to get his legs underneath him, for him to get his rhythm back and be fully comfortable and in physical shape, like game shape. Yeah. Cause he said after Friday's game, was Friday's game, right? Or Sunday's game? He started Sunday, didn't he? Who? Yes. Cam. OKC. Yeah, in, OK, yeah, and in, in OKC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally said he was gassed in the second half of that game. Like, mm -hmm. And people were pointing to it in the comments. He was there with his hands on his knees at moments throughout that game. It's natural for that to happen with the injury that he had mm -hmm. and the fact that he couldn't even walk. So it's just going to take a little bit of time, but we'll be okay. Yeah, Cam, Cam is... He's got enough experience under his belt now. He understands it's going to be a process. Monty is probably telling him the same thing, that it's a process. You'll be fine. You just got to get got to get your win back. It usually takes probably a, you know five, six games for you to fully like feel comfortable out there and get back into a groove and a rhythm. Um, and so you know, I expect you know by maybe Sunday, uh, Cam will play some minutes against uh, the Kings, and everything will be just – Hunky dory. Yeah, yeah, just go play like Ish Wainwright. You'll be fine, Cam. I'm really excited to hear what Gerald has to say <laughs> because I really, you know, the whole time I was like, are you going to ask him? Are you going to ask Monty? <laughs> are you going to ask Monty about, about Alfred Payton and uh, Aaron Holiday? Did you ask him? I did. Yeah! <laughs> Let's and go. what did we get? Uh, the the poster quote, I'm kicking myself for not playing him in the first half. Oh, in regards to Aaron at least he admitted it. I, I asked it wait, in the wait, most. Wait. Can you say it again? I'm kicking myself for not playing him in the first half. Okay. Him being Aaron Holiday. Him being Aaron Holiday. And I asked it in the most diplomatic way possible. I said, Monty, I just wanted to ask about the backup point guard minutes because, you know, Aaron had a great game tonight. When he first got here, he was kind of the guy. Um, and then the last couple of weeks, it's been Alfred. So what did you see out of those two tonight? And that was kind of where he started. He praised his juice, his shot-making ability, which was at a high level tonight. And he brought up something that we were talking about during the show, how he always praises Aaron Holiday's willingness to take shots. And that's something that, um, you know, he's been consistent with since he first got here. He brought up he thought Alfred Payton was solid for them tonight. He felt like he he said were we he drove the same game, Monty? <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I brought Payton into it and I kind of 
served it up in a way that was like, okay, let's hear your thoughts on both here. He's not going to throw one of his guys <laughs> under the bus. Nor should he. Nor should no, he. No, he should not. But he did. He said he drove a lot. He had trouble finishing was the issue for him tonight. Um, so it's one of those things where I'm hoping that this is just last gasp. Let's see what Alfred Payton has to offer. But tonight, like, you look at the box score, Ish Wainwright's yeah. a plus 36. Like Aaron Holiday is a plus 30 in limited minutes. Holiday has 16, 7, and 6 off the bench in 18 minutes. Like, there's you can't run and hide from this anymore. <laughs> like, Alfred <laughs> Payton can't be getting minutes. And, and it shouldn't matter in a playoff series because, like, neither one of these guys are going to play when it gets chopped down to eight or nine guys in the rotation. But God forbid there is an injury or foul trouble or whatever it might be in a pinch. It would be nice to have some reassurance that it's going to be holiday holiday that they turn to and not Alfred Payton at this you'd be, point. You'd be proud of me. I brought up plus minus while you were. Did at. you really? Yes, you literally brought <laughs> yes. up the same I am, that, yeah. I'm beaming right now. <laughs> so from your perspective, Gerald, do you think that the we've we've asked this question a bunch of times, but I'll ask it a little bit differently this time. Mm-hmm. Is it still figuring out who that final roster spot is, or do you think it is Aaron not being fully up to speed with the Suns? book of things that's that's kind of my speculation i i don't know that to be fact that's just kind of the only thing that i can really think of at this point that would be holding him back because he has mentioned a couple times and this was the last time we talked to him was a couple weeks ago now but he had said you know it, it has been tricky getting to know the ins and outs of the playbook because there's so much and monty brought it up like even the guys like biz that they got mid-season don't know all of the many wrinkles that they have to each and every set so I think it's just because there's so much in the playbook that it's hard to catch on to that. But at this point, the results speak for themselves. It, it, like, listen, I don't care if Alfred Payton knows every nuance of that fucking <laughs> right. playbook. If he can't execute it at a high level, mm-hmm. then it doesn't matter. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so at the, at the end of the day, you got to ball. Mm-hmm. You got to play ball and you got to you got to excel on the court and give your teammates the best possible chance to win. Alfred Payton doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't. And I'm not trying to, you know, smash the guy or anything like that but it's true we've seen this for a whole season Mm -hmm. and he has not been good he just has not been good Shamit hasn't been good he's shown a couple flashes whenever i'm not watching the game (laughs) but it doesn't exist unless i watch so fuck it (laughs) so you're the problem i am the problem problem. but i'm telling you this if we're hoping that Shaman is going to bail us out in the playoffs, we got more problems than me watching the game. I he's, promise he's you that. shooting 39% from three since the All-Star break. Oh, I'm just saying. I am just saying. Coming on at the well, right time, Saul. We need to look at what the percentage is on games that Saul watches it's versus gotta what be, he doesn't. It's got to be like 60% to like 15. <laughs> it's, probably it's, bad. Bad. it's nuts. Look, I obviously don't know all the nuances of the play playbook, but mm. when you watch it, it looks like Alfred Payton's instinct in most situations is to just drive to the bucket, uh, you know, and he's not very good at finishing. It's not just today. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of been his MO. Mm-hmm. So if, if it's, if that's what you're going to do, I'd much rather see Aaron holiday, just execute that and, and live with that. But like you said, hopefully we won't have to see any of these guys play uh, in the playoffs because that means something's gone off the rails. If you're seeing your, your third or fourth string point guard in games. Absolutely. And uh, we are about to hear from Aaron Holiday, so I will be back in a GIF. All right. Sounds good. So right now, while we wait for Gerald to come back, let's go ahead and name our draft king, king of the game, 
Of course, we got to give it tonight to Ish Wainwright. He had a career high 20 points, finished with eight rebounds, four assists, three steals. Ish Wainwright was doing it all. And especially there in the fourth quarter, he was the reason, he was one of the biggest reasons that this team was able to close the gla- the gap and get it this close. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He, the, way, the way he performed tonight, um, you could see why he's beloved by his teammates. He plays hard. Mm-hmm. Tonight, he showed the the, the outside touch um, at a very high level. I mean, he shot very well from the outside, um, looked forceful, uh, you know, definitive. He, he His decisions weren't, like, all over the place. He was he was pretty concentrated, and, uh, you know, it was great to see him play well, you know, in, in these minutes. He deserves it. You know, a lot of these guys that come off the bench, you know, hey, they're they're supporters of the team. They, they play hard in practice. They get their shots up. They get paid a good salary, but um, they don't get a lot of shine in, in in prime time. And tonight, they had their moment, and they all showed out. And so that, that's pretty cool to see. Yeah, I mean that was some good ish tonight. That was Definitely. some good ish. But with the thing that always strikes me as weird with Ish Wainwright is he has such athleticism, but it does not look like a guy built like him would have that athleticism, right? He had a dunk tonight that just you know kind of caught me off guard the way he's built, but. I love his energy. I love his hustle. I love his heart. And those are the kind of guys you root for when they get those moments. And we were cheering, I think, harder at times tonight than we even did during the Lakers game watching Ish you know, pull off some of this stuff because it, it's just good to see a guy rewarded with that. And his, and the bench was reacting just like that. The starters, you know, the, the guys that were out tonight, everybody showing that same kind of support that Ish shows for them mm-hmm. when he's sitting over there. I mean, who doesn't love a good storyline like that, right? He's here on a two-way. He He's not somebody who's a big name, you know what I mean? Like, he hasn't had the opportunities necessarily to really shine. So anytime that those opportunities are available and you go out there and you do something like he did tonight – that's something that's really easy to root for, and you want to root for it. And, of course, he's on our team. Gerald's talked numerous times on this show about how Ish Wainwright is a stand-up guy, how every time he's at practice, he makes sure to say hi to all of them and to chat with them. Like, he's a good dude. He's super easy to root for. That's what I keep hearing. That's what I, I mean, I don't know him, so but I, I that's what I've heard, too, is that he's been a, he's a fantastic dude. I know that he's got some relationships with people that we know. And they all rave about him. They they say he's he's one of the the, the coolest guys you could ever meet. Um, so it's always good when you when when you hear about people like that, and then they you see them get rewarded for all the hard work that they do put in. Um, and they they understand their role too. Mm-hmm. Like they listen. I don't care what happens when we get to the playoffs. The bench and the bench support are probably more important than anything else on that court um, outside of the actual play. Because when you're on the road in hostile environments, sometimes that bench is the only thing you can rely on to keep you going when things are going rough. They hype you up. They keep you into it. They give you positive encouragement. Um, That's what those guys do. And this entire team, we've seen it in the pregame huddle, how they all get into it. Even Chris Paul, like the, the staunch, hardcore Chris Paul from back in the day. Even he's getting into the to the whole you know jolliness of, of the fun. pregame. He's having fun, and that's what this is supposed to be. And the more fun you have, the better you play. That's just mm-hmm. how it, that's how basketball is. These guys are having fun. I'm glad that they came back in this fourth quarter because a we didn't have to hear a bunch of 
bullshit in in just all over Twitter about well, how still did, this team but. is falling <laughs> apart and they're setting bad <laughs> habits, whatever. Um, but like these guys deserve minutes, and they actually came through with those minutes, which is going to encourage Monty to not have to panic and play the starters more than he should down the stretch. I, I, I just have been very impressed with with Ish's attitude. He reminds me of a combination of an Allen Williams on the bench and a PJ Tucker on the court, a kind of guy that's going to go out do the little things. Uh, isn't afraid to you know put a body in a guy to try to get a rebound, but then when he's on the bench, he's going to be your biggest cheerleader. He's going to be the guy that's like up and cheering and and getting you going. Like Saul was saying, I'm happy for Ish that he kind of got his moment in the sun tonight. Yeah, I agree completely. So congratulations, Ish, uh, named our draft king king of the game for tonight's game. We're going to take a quick break because I got to tell you guys. That golf season is in full golf. swing. So get in on all the action on the course with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can bet $5 on golf's first major and get $25 in free bets for every birdie bison. Now I said bison. 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 I don't know why his name is so hard. Bryson, Bryson DeChambeau, DeChambeau sinks in the first round. That's $25 in free bets for every birdie Bryson DeChambeau sinks in the first round. DraftKings Sportsbook is a top-rated app with tons of ways to bet on golf. So if you are really into golf, that's the app that you need to be on in order to gamble. Yeah, I feel like they should make you pay 25 bucks though, if he has a bogey. Like, mm-hmm. let's make this real interesting. <laughs> like, <laughs> no? I mean, what are the... I would, I would need to see the odds. I would need to see the odds, Espo, before I agreed or disagreed well, to that. Not the way Augusta's playing this week. I promise you, <laughs> and do not want And that. not the way Bryson can melt down. If he goes for yes. a triple bogey on, yeah. on the back. Yeah, That's then you what owe... makes it interesting. No, 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 no. no well, then no. I feel like it needs to be higher on, on our side. Yeah, we should win 100 bucks side. for a birdie. We owe $10 there at the you bogey. Go. That okay, I can every agree bogey with. you owe a buck. Every birdie you get twenty five. Yeah, let's make it a little interesting yeah. here. I mean, that could be just fun. changing. I'm changing. You're Draft changing King all the rules. Well, <laughs> if Espo ran a sports book, it would go bankrupt. <laughs> Every bogey that Deshambo gets, you have to buy Johnny a, a blooming hot or a blooming onion from Jack or there from Outback Steakhouse. Outback. So from go. Jack at the Box. Well, that would be something. <laughs> Those are fire anyway. So if you want to get in on some of the action, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the promo code PHNX. Bet five dollars. And win $25 in free bets for every one of Bryson's birdies in the first round. Join the action for golf's first major with the code PHNX only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now that is 21 and older only. Arizona only. Gambling problem. 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only. Minimum $5 minimum deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. I got Tiger winning at plus 5,000, so... If is that loses. our is that our pick of the DraftKings pick of the week? Sure, that could be the DraftKings draft pick 5, of the week. 000, huh? Plus five thousand. Well, at least it was plus five thousand yesterday. Um, four thousand this morning. Four thousand this morning. Nice. Yep. So, uh, so I mean, the sooner you get in, the better odds you're going to have. Always, is what you're saying, always, basically. Yeah. If you're a conspiracy theorist, that would be the the best storyline that you could have come out of the Masters. Is if if Tiger after his leg, basically they were they said they might have to amputate it. And and then he comes back and wins the Masters. Yeah, that's a, that's a hell of a story. You want to know how great DraftKings is? If he doesn't make the cut, you get insurance. So if you opt in on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, you can get insurance if Tiger Woods doesn't make the cut in the first two rounds. Boom. Oh. Win-win. Shane always brings the knowledge when it comes to gambles. So, 
So mortgage payment on the uh, on the close no. five thousand? No. Okay. No. no. Um, but yeah, please do get in on the action. Use that code PHNX at the DraftKings sweet, Sportsbook sweet app. Download it. Let us know if you win some cold hard cash. We had a super chat from Chris, and they said the Clippers don't know what to do with this tape. So I call this a win. That is one of the biggest takeaways from tonight's game is that the Clippers do not have any extra film on the Suns in case they do meet in the first round of the playoffs. I mean, but, the, but the same thing can be said both ways. Listen, like the Clippers, they benched all their guys basically midway through the third quarter. That's when we made the run. Like we got to say what it is, right? Uh, it's like this game was useless for both teams. It really was. Like they've already solidified. I think the Clippers still have to play – I think they have to win one more game to solidify their their spot, or maybe tonight clinched it um, to be in the seven or eight seed. They're they're the eighth. They can't move up to seven, and they can't, can't drop. Down. Yeah, so they're the eighth. Um, so if if the playoffs started today and there was no play-in, we would be playing the Clippers. But but there is. <laughs> but they have to play the Timberwolves. Yes, that'll um, be the seven eight match. That'll be the seven eight matchup. So that'll that'll be fun. Okay, so MCG Blue in the chat said, "What's the rule on injured players getting a ring?" Basically, like Dario, yeah, he'd be on the roster. To get yeah, you're still on the roster, right? Like it, you don't have to play in no. a game in order no. to be I mean, eligible. Tory Craig got traded mid-season last year with the Bucks, and he got a ring for the Bucks. So right. yeah, you'll just get one if you're injured. Okay, just making sure. There we go. There's the answer to that one. All right, gentlemen. You know who I think should get rings? Who us? Yes. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like every employee that had to sit through the last. Especially the last ten years. The last ten years was just downright awful. Outside the last year and a half. So Lindsay and I should get rings. Not- Pre bubble to like 2012. Anybody in that time frame, you get a ring. You get a ring. You get a ring. So, so Saul, are you going to create rings for Lindsay and I? Like, because we know we're not going to get one from Server. So, first of all, do you really want me to create? Yes, a ring for you? I do. You oh, have immaculate I taste. I mean, I you're wearing, I could, you're wearing British knights. I, I mean, could, I could create a ring. Yeah, but you you that. can't just create it. You also have to create it and pay for it. That's the kicker. Because mm. that's what a good owner would do. <laughs> so Brandon. Needs so to Brandon pay for Spano, it. if you're out there, <laughs> or Spano, however you want to say it, or Tempe, Tempe, you know. Tempe. But that's how it would work in an ideal situation. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. so are you ready to take your shot? Let's do it. What was my take your shot? All oh, yeah, right. Yeah, it okay. is time to take your shot presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. It was a little iffy, but he came through an iffy. Congratulations on your first bucket in the NBA, he was a little shaky at first. I was a little worried about my man. I was like, oh, man, he definitely does not look like he should be out there. But once he hit that three, it looked like he calmed down, mm-hmm. settled into the game, got you know, got his legs back under him, which is understandable. You know, he's probably extremely nervous. He's probably hyped up. You know what I mean? And um, I, I really like what I saw from him today. You know, he's not going to contribute in the playoffs. We know that. Uh, and who knows if he'll be on this team past this season. But uh, you can see that the reason why they called brought him up and you know wanted to give him a shot just to see what he could bring to the table and he definitely gives me um right-handed uh Drogic vibes to a it. degree you know a little bit of herky jerkiness um he's got a nice he's got a nice little shot uh, i was i was happy to see if lumber get some some minutes tonight so congratulations to him um for finally getting some run 
future summer league MVP. That's go. my guess. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. So if they finished in 12 minutes with three points, five assists, two rebounds, and a steal. It was a plus 22 in those 12 minutes. That's not bad for his first legitimate stint Are of time play, in he, an NBA game. He played the entire fourth quarter. Like, that's hard to do in your first game ever out there. Like, we talked about Cam trying to get his wind. Like, my man didn't even have a chance to go sit on the bench for, like, 30 seconds to guy, guy get that second wind. It was just like, go, 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 go. And they just happened to make this huge run during it. So he had no time to think twice about anything that was going on. I'm sure he had some dry heaves out there um, because that's what you do when you play that hard. <laughs> you're, you're probably going to dry heave a couple times. I've done that a couple times. I mean, and it's he had said, too, when we first got to talk to him after his first practice, he hadn't practiced in, what, like five weeks, basically? Yeah. He didn't. He just didn't have access to be able to play basketball. So this is, what, now a week and a half since he's been here, yep. maybe, somewhere yep. around there? And he's out there playing a whole quarter of basketball? Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. It's pretty impressive. For sure. All right, gentlemen, anything else from tonight's game? No, but no, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. Okay, so we have two options here. Ooh, the red pill or the blue pill. Let's go. We oh. can do a quick segment and wait for Gerald to come back, or we can do a producer surprise. No, let's, let's do, do a quick, quick segment. segment. Yeah, the, the producer surprise also involves Gerald. Okay, so, so it needs to have right. Gerald. Okay. Hurry up, Gerald! <laughs> <laughs> so our next segment, uh, Monty Williams had something really fun. To kind of say about Devin Booker in the pregame uh, presser. Espo, you want to see this up? Yeah. Uh, let's just play the video and then I'll, I'll talk about it after that. Probably shown a bit more humility this year. Yeah. <laughs> thinks he can climb Mount Everest, you know, and he's just one of those guys that has an unreal belief in himself. So Monty obviously talking about Devin Booker and, and that confidence that we all know that Devin is an amazing specimen, but he's not climbing Everest, right? But he thinks in his mind he can. So it made me wonder uh, for you guys, and I'll answer too. And Shane, if you want to jump in behind the Mac, you can as well. But irrational confidence, we've heard about it. What would be the thing that you guys have irrational confidence about that you think you could do, but you probably shouldn't? Ooh, that we probably shouldn't? Well, that you w you may not be as good as you think you are, you know, like. Uh, okay. Well, uh, for me, <laughs> I'm not I'm not trying to chop my own horn, but I'm going to. Um, <laughs> That's I, the talent. Yeah, right? yeah. Okay. But uh, no, I actually think that no matter the time of year, um, I can match up with anybody from three. That's just my irrational confidence, and it's probably anybody. It, it, well. I mean, not the NBA Okay, players, okay. A non-professional yeah, play. Okay. A non-professional. I had to make sure that it wasn't well, that well, so, so, <laughs> I mean, and, that's and the, fair. So the reason why is, is because, so like, you know, I've always felt like I was a, always a, a great shooter. I don't care what anybody says about that. And uh, down in Tucson, they had the Tucson Summer Pro League, and they needed like an extra person to participate in the three-point contest. And I hadn't shot a three in like three years. And I was like, Ah, fuck it. I'll give it a go. And I damn near won the thing without even shooting. I got a couple warm-up shots, and then I went. And I hit, like, 13 in a row at one point. And I was like, damn, I'm freaking pretty good. And I lost by, like, three. But 
Um, yeah, so I have irrational confidence when it comes to three-point shooting. I think I have irrational confidence when it comes to like arts and crafts. Like I'll see something in a picture and be like, I can make that. And then I'll go buy all the stuff and I get halfway through and I'm like, I, I can't make this. And then it just sits halfway done in my house. I think that one's mine. Uh, podcast hosting? Uh, my, no. Uh, <laughs> I would probably be like dancing like it not like i just irrationally like you hear the music you start moving and like i'm like yeah i'm good and then i i see myself and i'm like that ain't good you're like, why I, didn't anybody tell I, me i, I look like no, that. I, have told him. I have told him you you know when espo's feeling it because he does one he has one giveaway and i don't know why he does it i brought it up on the show before but it's the hands he always does this he always spreads the fingers and he's like he does this every single time. He's like in his happy place. I'm like, what is? What are you? Why are your fingers so spread apart? I don't get that. <laughs> I get it. Because if you if you're not like if you don't know exactly what to do, do with you your hands, you get it. If, if you were, I'm a- literally explaining it. <laughs> if you don't know how to dance professionally and what to do exactly with all of your body parts, what else do you do with your hands? They end up just kind of being like here. Like, where do you put them? It's literally a Talladega Nights. I don't know what to do with my hands. You have to spread your fingers, though? No, you don't have to. But if that's just your natural thing. People are right here. Hey, just keep it nice. I don't need I'm just saying. I ain't Hutch or whatever. Hitch, whatever that movie is. Don't don't drop that on me. Ten and two right here. No. Right here. No. Why why is that going to be every fat white guy's got to be ten and two right here? Because like, then you start yeah, wielding your hands I, and injuring people this? with your fucking fingers. What, That's what why. I, what if I want to do this, huh? <laughs> Have you ever injured somebody? No. <laughs> Never. No. Not with my dancing. <laughs> <laughs> jazz hands. <laughs> my, my jazz hands have not hurt anybody, all right? Oh, my gosh. Shane, do you have one? Uh, well, does it count if, like, I have experienced myself not being good at it because I've tried it? Like yeah. I have rational, my rational confidence in not being afraid of the dark when I'm out in nature. If I'm like in the woods, I'm terrified. Oh, I'm terrified. There's a mountain lion behind me, and it's getting closer by the second. I've so, I, I have the most irrational fear that every time I go on a hike, there is something following me. Why? I I I, I can kind of follow that a little bit. I do have irrational confidence swimming. Um, and it almost got me killed one time. Yeah, I feel like that's a terrible yeah. irrational confidence like, to have. Like, I'm I was just in saying. the Gulf Coast and I was like kind of away from the coast. And next thing I knew, I looked up and our spot was like 400 yards to the right. And I was like, uh, how did I drift this far? And I tried to get back to shore and I damn near drowned. It was one of the scariest things of my life. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. I That would be a tough one. That why, one would be terrifying. Why do I feel like Shane out in the dark in the wilderness like running looks a lot like me dancing like <laughs> just flailing all over the place we should yeah. just we should just cam them up and have like a what's that movie blair witch project <laughs> <laughs> send him out into the wilderness send out to the woods by himself oh i think, I think another so one for me enough. is driving I think I'm like that's a little terrifying. Super as well. So noted, everybody know in here. Do not carpool with us. That's why I the driver to drive because I'm aware of my limitations and ways. But when I'm in the car by myself, I'm like, I got this. I don't got this. <laughs> no. I also think an irrational confidence of mine would be um, just as a woman. 
I feel like you have to always be aware of your surroundings and things of that sort. I have an irrational confidence that if I ever found myself in a sticky situation, I would just like murder somebody. <laughs> and I feel like it's the eyes. It's I the feel eyes like <laughs> it's not. That's not a great irrational confidence, Lids. Well, I There's feel times like what else I'm am I going to do? Too, and I'm like, but it's it's either that or being terrified all the well, time. Yes, you know what I mean? I don't think that's irrationally confident because I'm pretty sure you'd be pretty good at murder. I mean, we and I, do. I don't mean there's legitimate. I don't there's mean... a difference between being good at murder <laughs> and, and being not... good at murdering somebody that's catching you in the dark when you don't even expect that's them. True. Self-defense. And okay. I should have okay. used that okay. word yeah, instead. Yeah. Yes. I have an irrational <laughs> confidence in my ability to self-defend <laughs> myself. I can murder somebody. <laughs> what? <laughs> I really hope that you don't get to test that theory out. <laughs> uh, no, I should have used that the right word. But you, you guys knew what I meant. Lindsay, by just it. wear that beanie; it'll brighten up any dark. <laughs> Do you guys like my new beanie? Hey. Or I mean, Espo just poo pooed all over it. So, Saul, just, do you like my? It beanie? is very bright green. For those of you listening, imagine highlighter green, and you got the color. Yeah. I mean, you're zero for one in the beanie, so I'm not a fan of that. But I do like the color. I got I'm six new beanies this week, you guys. Yeah. And one of them is Mike Wazowski. I'm really excited. <laughs> Mike Wazowski is low-key an amazing character. He really is, though. He is. Underrated for like sure. On your head right all right. Well, you know, Gerald's back, oh, and that's finally, really all that matters. Finally, we can end the show now. Good gosh. Okay, so Gerald, you got to talk All to Ife, the, the man of the hour. Yes. And Aaron Holiday too, right? Aaron Holiday, Ish Wainwright, and Ife. Tell us all about it. Yeah, so uh, Ife was, you know, we asked him about his first basket in the NBA, and, and he was saying it was really nice not just to score the three, but to be a part of that comeback with the team um, and just be on an NBA floor and feel that support from the guys when he hits that shot. And, you know, you look over to the bench and all of these guys are standing up and cheering for a guy who just got over here a couple of weeks ago. So that's pretty cool. Um, Ish Wainwright was talking about how the best part of his night, his career high night was, you know, on those corner threes, hearing Devin Booker and the guys from the bench telling him, let it fly, like, let it fly, let it go. Um, and, and he said anything can happen as far as, you know, he is competing with Ife Lundberg, a guy who he was on the floor with for this comeback. And, you know, he was saying no matter what happens with our contracts, since we're on the two-way contracts, you know, we're all brothers. Like, this is a brotherhood. Um, we're all competing, not just for roster spots, but for playing time. Every drill that we do, they're always competing. So I know that we have the tendency to look at it like, who's going to get that final roster spot? Like, is it going to be Ish? Is it going to be Alfred? Is it going to be Ife? And these guys just kind of look at it differently in in terms of the bond that they've been able to form. Um, and then we asked Aaron Holiday about, you know, staying ready because his minutes have fluctuated over the last couple of weeks. Um, and he was saying it's just basketball at the end of the day. Like once I get out there and, and you get in the flow of the game, it's not hard to contribute, which is kind of uh, very counter to what we've seen from Alfred Payne lately because he does have a problem getting in the flow of the game and contributing. So that's a good sign. You got to hope that maybe they're just keeping him off tape <laughs> so that <opposed laughs> opponents don't have any film on him. Um, but I guess we'll see as this kind of competition for that final roster spot really heats up. 
Anything why, else? Why did everybody look at me? Like, when well, you looked at me, I was like, was that a question? I don't know. I, was just, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, like a follow up. And just leaving the floor open if you guys had any follow up. I just looked at my point guard. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, lead us to the promised land. Anything else, Gerald, Beyond before beanie. we wrap up this show? No, I just want to shout out Mike Wazowski, who died for Lindsay's beanie tonight. Nice. <laughs> Second reference. <laughs> Did you hear them say I that? Did, when I you walked came in, in and I heard <laughs> okay. Mike Wazowski's a great character. <laughs> I, right? You're right. Uh, Thank you, Gerald. <laughs> Hello. Or are you making fun of me? No, I, I was I saying that's tell. what I heard. You're not wrong, <laughs> okay. but that's what I heard walking in. So. Hello in the chat does say it's <laughs> so a very. You're making fun of me a little I'm not bit. making fun of you. I was just saying that's what I heard when I walked in. Uh, Hello in the chat did say it is a very Nickelodeon slime color beanie. It is. Maybe that's why you're hot too. It's not. I wear beanies all the time. No, but maybe maybe it's time to let the beanie go. So no. You, your head can breathe and you're not so hot all the time. It is no. 95 degrees here. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a new partner in the house. We are excited to welcome OG's brands into the PHNX family. OG's is one of Arizona's first scratch-made cannabis kitchens and is dedicated to creating innovative and memorable cannabis-infused products that flavor life's journey. The quality of their products stem from the combination of accurate dosing and an amazing flavor. I have not tried these, but I've smelled them and they smell like they would taste like heaven. The orange cream si- orange creamsicle smelled so good. Uh, I would imagine that's one fun kitchen to be in. The, the scratch kitchen for OG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got I a sample, right? When you're cooking, right? When you're yeah. making things. Yeah. Right? I mean, there's a whole bunch of different things. So it's not one size fits all. Whatever type of thing you're looking for, they've got you covered on it. So be sure to check them out. If you are interested in trying the amazingly delicious varieties of flavors that OG's Brands has to offer, go to ogbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com to find OG's near you. We're going to round out this show. Let's do it. With another producer surprise. segment of the night. Higher education. (laughs) All right, guys. It's going to be good. So have you guys seen Hot Ones before? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I know you probably know the reoccurring segment they do called Explain That Gram. Oh, where they pull up an old Instagram picture. And for some damn reason, you guys do (laughs) not delete any pictures. (laughs) No, no, no. So. No. I'm not worried about this I picked one picture for each of you. It's time. Oh. It's, it's, it has the date on it, and I have the caption. You're going to explain oh, to me what was going on, <laughs> what what the caption means, and everything oh, in between. So, I love this. Shane, since, look at you go. Since Lindsay's... <laughs> This is a shit su- surprise. <laughs> since, Lindsay's not, since Lindsay's not scared, we'll start with her. Yeah, Lindsay yeah, obviously let's start with keeps Lindsay. the, the grid yeah. looking good. Yeah, oh, she yeah. does. All right. She's very particular. From January 11th, <laughs> yeah. 2014, yeah. this is Lindsay Smith outside of a Costco with okay. the caption, out looking for a hot date, winky face. Hashtag got my church socks on. <laughs> Okay, you want? Do you want the full tea on this? Yes. 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 Okay, I'll give you guys some Lindsay tea. Okay. Oh man. Oh, spill it. My college boyfriend and I had just broken up, like maybe two months prior to me posting this picture. Oh man. So the caption was throwing a little bit of shade, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. low key. Hey, I'm single again. Yep. So just putting the vibes back out there. Yep. And I've always worn ridiculous things, like clearly. I have a highlighter, I, I have a highlighter color beanie, a Nickelodeon slide beanie on now. And I wear beanies in the summer. I don't care. Question. Yes. 
at Costco though? Yes. <laughs> they don't care. Like I literally have no problem. I wore okay. a wolf coat onto the show. Well, right. Like but that was just stylish. We can agree. But I'll on wear that. these things in public. So I had mismatched yeah. socks on. I had turquoise loafers. I meant and more like a about, sweatshirt and, and I'm I, like I, I I'm kind of with hello on this little you said shade two say? months later. Like well, okay. I, 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 I was very gonna say like that's respectful. I thought you were gonna say like two days later, <laughs> two hours later. Well, or, it's you like know. you know when you're in college and you break up and then it's like, eh, well, we'll talk for a little bit and then we won't mm. talk for two days and then we'll hang out and then we'll go see each other three weeks later and then we're still it's one of those things. Mm, but did you this was when it was finally to the point where I was like, okay, okay. This okay. is like well, official official because it's like yeah. okay, now I'm broadcasting that I'm right. available to everyone. But there was you, that weird interim Costco. period. <laughs> did you typically go pick up men at Costco? That's why. No. That's the part I don't quite get here. I just happened to take a <laughs> picture outside of Costco. Okay. Like okay. that had nothing. Costco had nothing to do with that. <laughs> and if you don't find a hot date, at least you get free samples. Exactly. So. Yes. So. Okay. There you go. All right, we'll go. That's we it. got a post breakup gram. We'll go right to left because Gerald just needs to be last. It could be any. No, there, there was one that I wanted to do, but we'll save that for a rainy day. <laughs> oh, good. Um, so Saul's is next. Saul in December second, 2012. The caption is just 2012. <laughs> Did you take this on the surface of the moon? (laughs) It has has one light. It's so bright. (laughs) Yeah, so um, I was uh, hella drunk, (laughs) and I went to the top of a bar in Colorado, and I was having drinks with a friend, and I looked over, and there was Luis Gonzalez. Okay. And so I was like, oh, shit. One of my favorite Mm D-backs. So we took a picture together um, with my cell phone, and it was a flip phone at the time. That's a pretty good picture for 2012. It was a flip phone. Yeah, mine was. Sorry, I wasn't fucking dope like you, guy. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. The iPhone had been around for how many years? That was a pretty good picture for a flip phone. (laughs) That was pretty impressive for a flip phone. Yeah, so I took a picture and yeah, you look very happy. It was. It was. Why the caption 2012 though? I don't even understand like <laughs> why I, I I don't even understand that at all. I can't. I have that's no, the confusing yeah, part. No, I think that's why I pulled it. But why one like like one Impressive. person like that? Like come on. Man. Well, back in 2012, like when nobody was really on the gram in 2012. Not too many people. I'm trying to think of when I was on. Yeah, I wasn't on the gram until probably Wait, after bring that back 2013. It was still real artsy. I feel like. Because you had an Instagram I, filter on that too. Uh-huh. I did. Yeah. Huh. I have no I have no reason for it. <laughs> I, I found it and I that's literally I found it and I lost my shit because it was like December second, twenty twelve, and it just goes twenty twelve. <laughs> I think that's what it is. I just want to let you guys know this is actually twenty twelve. <laughs> Right. I can't give you shit because I'm preemptively worried about what, what's on deck. <laughs> yeah, that's why he was a little suspiciously quiet too. He's like, "What the fuck's coming?" I genuinely don't know what's going. Just like, just like Gerald Espo had tons of choices. Some of them were the same picture multiple times with different captions, um, but I settled on this one. Uh, picture from December 12, 2014, the caption reading, Tim Kempton and I wore the same shirt tonight. A moment I've been waiting for oh since 1993. God. Hashtag Suns vs. Hashtag Orange Friday. Okay. Uh, so we legit wore the same shirt. Which is funny because I'll spill a little tea. TK and I had beef, all right? So it made it even funnier. 
Oh. And, and Tim Kempton during the 93 playoffs was injured, and he had a bet with Cedric Sabalos to see who could wear the more ridiculous shirts on the bench. So when he and I were wearing the same shirt, I said, all right, I got to take an asinine photo of this for multiple reasons. So there's my I lo- Can we bring that picture back up again? Because I love the angle. You look like yeah. a Jeff Dunham puppet. Yes. <laughs> I'm actually wearing a bow tie, too. Oh, that's pretty, so true. I'm pretty sure John Bloom took this photo. It's either Paul Coro or John Bloom took the photo. That's so. amazing. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, here we go. All right, Gerald, let's go. Gerald, I just want you to say thank you to me because this could have gone many different ways. <laughs> oh, put, I'm so sure it could have been bad. you me up to where I need to go find this other photo. Oh, we'll, oh, we'll, we'll share it. We'll share it. <laughs> That's a big tease. I'm concerned. I'm excited. Okay, March, that's not that bad. March 31st, 2014, Gerald posts an Instagram saying, I see your hashtag man crush Monday and raise you not shaving until the Suns lock up a playoff spot. Hashtag Suns Ooh. grow. I remember this. How many years can, did you grow that beard? Can you, can you cut back to my face right now? Here it is. <laughs> no, and then it was too late. From then to this. No, I, I did shave, what, but years? that was, I think, what year was that? Because I think that was the year that was like the 14. Yeah, that was the 48 win season when they were like really close. Oh. I was like, okay, they're going to do this. And then Eric Bledsoe kept getting hurt and they didn't do it. But you've been, yeah, you've that been was... doing some eyebrow work too, huh? I, I'm a man that, that, that's did had I? to do that too. Oh, man. I don't. They, Put it back up. Let me see one more time. Please. Oh, yeah. Those glasses, though, those were. Those had to go you know, <laughs> after a while. You just look, you literally look so unpleased. The angles like are not Like you're so great. upset about having to be taking this picture. <laughs> Where is this picture taken at? That was, so that was at my job just out of college. It was a company called Moby Squad. And I was a social media manager for 30 small businesses throughout the Southwest area. And about eight months into the job, the company went under because it was a terrible company. So, <laughs> were you also, covering the Suns at that point? I was. I was um, not full time. I actually started going to games and stuff like 2015, midway okay. through the season. So, so that was right around the time we met. That yeah. That version of me met that version yeah. of you yeah. at the arena. All right. <laughs> yeah. I was there too. Yeah. Was that was yours in 2014? Yeah. I have a picture. You should have pulled the picture of me and Kevin in 2014 from that same season. That was the first time that season was the first time I shadowed a Suns game. Um, Kevin was a sideline reporter at that point in time. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when I was like, okay, you're one day. It's a reoccurring segment on that show. It'll be a reoccurring segment oh, here I'm as well. I'm very worried. I gotta <laughs> go is purge the gram. gram. Check your gram. <laughs> Quick, let's go. <laughs> that shit I'm oh not God, even going to lie. There's the a couple that I'm surprised Instagram. you didn't take from mine. There, there were a lot of options, but yeah. it, it was specific to tonight's five. You, you know what? Shane thinks this is fun until we do it to him. <laughs> I know Shane's Emma, do you that. have that photo? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. That was fun, oh. Shane. Thank you. That was like a little like walk down memory lane, too. How precious. What a great way to end the show. <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for tuning in. We appreciate you. Um, tomorrow we will be here 2 p.m. A live show on our YouTube channel. Be sure to come hang out with us, chat with us. We'd love to see you there. Um, until then, you can follow me on Twitter at Lindsay Smith AZ. You can follow Saul at Saul underscore Bookman. You can follow Gerald at Gerald Bourget. 
And of course, you can follow Espo at Espo. Espo, take us home. Just like your hands during a pandemic, make sure to keep your Instagram feed clean. You never know who's looking at it. Ahoy hoy.